So today, I'm going to be sharing, I think most of you all know this verse that it says, God uses the foolish people of the world to shame the wise. No, I said it wrong. This is the world to shame the wise, yeah. Sorry, you all will have to help me out if I forget anything. You know, if you've noticed the Bible, God never used the people who said, I know it all. He never used the ones who said, he never used the ones who had pride in them or any of those things which, doesn't, which displeases God. But what he uses is the simple people, all with some background or the other, what they had. What I'm going to be sharing about today is this person, Moses from the Bible. I relate to him so much. I'll tell you why. So he was full of excuses. If you all know Moses, Moses always gave a lot of excuses to God and said, why me? Why not somebody else? You know, I'm doubting myself so much. Like he kept doubting himself so much out over there that he always told God, use somebody else instead of me. But God knew him and he wanted to use him, not somebody else. So I'll just give you a few examples of where Moses gave excuses to God from the Bible. The first point, I'm not good enough. It's in Exodus 3 verse 11, which says, who am I that I shall go to Pharaoh and that I shall bring the children of Israel out, uh, Israel out of Egypt? The second one is, I don't have all the answers. It's from Exodus 3 verse 13, which says, Then Moses said to God, Indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they say to me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? The next one is, people won't believe in me. It's from Exodus 4, verse 1. Then Moses answered and said, But suppose they will not believe in me or listen to my voice. Suppose they say, the Lord has not appeared to you. The fourth one, I am a terrible public speaker. I don't know if, if you all know this, but... Moses had a stammering problem. He was slow of speech. It, said, it says out over here in Exodus 4 verse 10. Then Moses said to the Lord, Oh my, oh my Lord, I am not eloquent, sorry. Neither before nor since you have spoken to your servant, but I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. The last one, I am not qualified. But he said, Oh Lord, please send by the hand of whomever else you may send. If you see all our way here, all that Moses is saying, I'm not good enough. I don't know it all. People won't believe in me. I'm terrible at speaking. I am not qualified. These are the examples. These are the, 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 the thing that he had with God and he kept telling God about all these things. So my topic for today is don't give up. Whatever God has planned for you, he will do it. Okay, now coming to my first point is God plans everything good for us when we think it's not good for us. How many of y'all think, you know, y'all plan things out? I'm a planner. So for me, I plan things out and if it doesn't go my way, oh man, I, I, I lose it. I don't know how to operate after some time. But during the years, I have learned to lean on to God's presence, to draw from him and learn, you know. It says, if, if you go through Exodus 2, verse 10, um, 2, verse, uh, I mean, chapter 2, verse 10 to 10, 1 to 10, 
I'm not going to read the full thing, but I'm just going to summarize it and tell you all what exactly it means. Now, out over here, when Moses was born, we all know at that point of time, the king wanted all the male, all the male kids to be killed. You know, but out over there, God still had a plan for Moses from the time he was born. God knew everything from there. After that, he planned, he made sure he didn't die. There were others who died, but he did not die. Why? Because God had a plan for him at that point of time. So then he went to the, the, the princess, you know, the Pharaoh's daughter. He made sure somebody else took, because his mom couldn't at that point of time. He made sure, he made provision, he made place for him so that he was safe and secured out over there. Why? Because God was not done with him. You know, when God is, is when God plant, planted a seed in your parents' womb and when he knew what he was going to do with each one of us out over here, he knew it all. You might not know what it is. You might, you might plan something else. You might think it's the worst decision that you've made. It's fine. You know what? It's okay. Just say, Lord, I am sorry. I am done. But help me. You know? This is one thing. I'll give an example out of my own life. So, when God asked, spoke to Clinton first to move to Abu Dhabi. And I was like, not happening. I am not going anywhere out of my country. I love Bombay. I am very pleased, very happy out over there. That was my plan. That was my decision. When God told me and spoke to me and said, I'm pulling you out of your comfort zone, my comfort zone, he told me, was my family. And that was the most difficult thing for me to let go and say, I cannot do it. I fought with God and I told God, you change your mind because I am not going to. How many, of us are in that, how many of us have been in that place which said, you know what, you change because I am the way I am, I am not going to change. We expect God to move as per our plan and as per our decisions. But if we do that, we forget we are not doing what God wants us to do, but we are doing what we want to do, you know. But then thankfully, we moved there. I agreed, we moved there. Now... When we moved there, that one year in Abu Dhabi was the most difficult thing for me. I was a wreck. I went into depression. I was like, you brought me out of my place and placed me in Abu Dhabi with nobody around. You know, I don't, Clinton. I'm taking the kids. I'm going back to India. You do your ministry. I was done with ministry at that point of time. I said, I'm done. I've given up. I don't believe. I didn't need the world to put me down. I had the church people to put me down. Imagine, it was the church people that put me down. And I said I was done. At that point of time, God knew again what I was going through. I had my husband who would constantly encourage me, constantly be there with me, see me cry, see me through it all. But God sent my family out of nowhere again. They surprised, so it was the entire family. And he knew that would lift me up. He, that was a change that happened. And that's when... Clinton would always pray and say, you know, you've been called for this, do it. You've been called for this, do it. So that was one thing that was where I knew I had to bounce back and say, God, I will do what you've called me to do. No matter what, just be my strength and be my guide. That's the first point. You know, you, we will not know, but God knows it all. How many of us ever 
want to give God first our problems. How many of us do that? We always go to everybody else and say, you know, can you help me out? Can you, can you just see through it? Um, most of us even go to our pastors and like, we call up our pastors for anything and everything. We call up our friends, we call up other people. But how many of us just rely on that and say, you know, if this is happening, it's happening for a reason. God knows what's going to come in the future. We will never know that, but God knows that. My second point is, God always gives us another chance. How many of you all believe that? God is a God of chance, right? He's not said, I'm done with you. He's never said that to any one of us sitting out here over here. Everyone knows we are not done, but God knows it all. For Moses, now if we see in again Numbers 2, yeah, in Numbers 2, again I'm going to just paraphrase, I'm not going to go through this whole thing. Over there it said, for Moses it was when he was born. He got a second chance then. He could have been killed, but God gave him a second chance. Then again, when he killed the Egyptian soldier, God brought him out of there. That was another second chance he got. There are a number of chances in Moses' life where he can stand and he can say, God did it for me. In the same way, for us also, God can do it. So, you know why God didn't let anything happen to Moses? Because he was not done with Moses even then, at that point of time. God didn't do any, God didn't let a single scratch come upon him. Because God had planned everything for him. Moses didn't know at that point of time because God didn't reveal anything to him. God just made way for him. He makes way for us. If we are in a mess, God makes sure there is somebody out over there to help you out of it. If not, he will help you out of it for sure. You know, but he's always there with you. People will write you off. How many of you all feel that people have said things to you all and written off you all, you all off? You know, but God is a God who will never, never, ever let, write you off. Another example out of my own life. My mom used to pray for me. She said, I'm being praying that you be used in the ministry. And I was like, not happening again. I was quite happy with my life. You know, I had a good job, doing well. No problem at all. That's nothing for me. I never had any problems in my life. Till go mom said, I've been praying for you. Until God said, I'm calling you into the ministry and you're going to marry a pastor. And I was like, no, not a pastor. <laughs> Anything but not a pastor. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's so true. And I would always say I would never want to get married to a pastor because I think the way I've seen the way years back pastors work, they were so ruling and dominating and all that. And I said, I would never be a pastor. I said, that is one thing which I never want to do. But God got me again to that. And my mom would say, never say never to God. So remember, never say never to God. Always say yes to whatever his decisions are. You know, so. Now, my mother could have said, okay, fine. If that's not what you want, that's it. But she did not give up on praying for me. She's still there. I know she's praying for me and my family and everybody else around. But because she did not give up, we are here today. I am here today. It's because of that. And my husband, who did not give up on me as much as I keep telling him, no, I cannot do this. No, I cannot do this. He's the one who always pushed me and said, you can, you can. You know, God will place people in your life. Please listen to those voices where God will place people in your life and who will tell you, you can do it. Don't listen to the voice which says you cannot do it. 
you need to give up on that, you know. Please don't listen to that voice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a very, I speak very less. So, <laughs> coming to my last point. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> do not let your past experience decide your future. And play the video. Earth, Earth, play it again, it's not loud. Increase the volume, increase the volume. Okay, that's fine. I think y'all got it, right? Because it has words also out of them. God speaks to me through animation. He speaks to me to the most funniest things. And I'll be like, wow. You know, I like this part. What's his name? Rafiki. Thank you. I don't host to remember the name because I forget names. So <laughs> Rafiki, for me, represented God at that point of time. And I was going to a phase at that, at that point. And I was watching the movie, I think it was with Ilana. And God, like for me, if you see that, there are two things you do from it. You either run through it or you go away from it. Which one are we willing to choose? Are we willing to face the consequences of what mistakes we've made? Or are we saying, I'm done. I cannot do this anymore. You know, that's a choice we make. If you go to Philippines 4 verse 13, it says, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. There is this voice that will always tell you, you cannot do it. And there is a voice which will tell you, I can do it. How many of us choose which voice? You know, I'll, I'll give you an example. My younger one, Zoe, she always says, you know, people are saying this about me. People are saying that about me. And I always tell her, you are not who you are because people say you are. You are who you are because God has called you Zoe. Your name is Zoe. God has placed that inside of you to be a life to the world around. It's very important for us. We, we think children don't go through anything. We think, you know, adults go through it all. No kids. But no, there are even children facing it. They might not say it at times. They will say it. I have my kids come up and tell me, you know what, I'm going through this pressure and I'm going through this in life. You know, it's, it's not easy to be in school and all that. I said, I know it's not easy. Life is always difficult. It's not going to be easy for anyone. You know, but the choices that we make are very important. We need to choose the right voice. We need to listen to what God wants us to listen to. Also, one more thing is surround yourself with the right set of people. We say, we are going through something, and then we sit, we sulk, we cry, and we say, nobody's there for me. No, look around. God has placed people in your life. You know, God is always placing people in your life. But the enemy is also there to place the wrong people in your life. Choice. 
make the right choice in life. Please don't listen and give up and say, I'm done, I cannot do it. You know, we mustn't ever be in that place. You know, I need you all to remember this. The Bible is filled with a lot of encouraging verses. How many of us go through that? So on my bedside, I've put like verses out over there. And I know sometimes when my children go through, the, go through anything in life, I will go to them, I will talk to them, explain to them, but I will always tell them, you are able to do all things because you need to know who lives inside of you. you know? So it's from John 1 verse 4, verse 4, chapter 4 verse 4. You dear children are from God and have overcome them because the one who is inside of you is greater than the one who lives in the world. We are caught up with a lot, a lot of things around. We get carried away with so many things. You know, we can easily say, this is for me, get into it, go in that mess and then say, oh, what have I done now? How do I get myself out? I'm, I'm, I can't do it. I can't do it. And then we say, you know what? Let's just go through it. Whatever has to happen, it happens. But we need to go back to God and say, Lord, help me out. Give me, teach me how to get out of this. Help me. I'm sharing from Moses. So again, it's from 20, chapter 20. Over there, when the people were thirsty, you know, God told Moses, Moses went to God. Moses and Aaron went to God and God told Moses, just speak to the rock. Don't do anything. Just speak to the rock and I will do what I need to do. But Moses in his own strength, because he was so frustrated, he didn't listen to God. What he did was he took his staff, staff and he struck it twice. Now over there, if you notice, God was angry with him. Because of that anger, God didn't let him enter the promised land. But at the same time, God did show him how the promised land looked. And at the same time, in, in Numbers 20, verse 12, Moses knew what he did was wrong. And over there you'll see, yet we do not see Moses complain about the punishment. Instead, he continued to faithfully lead the people and honor God. When we do something wrong, we grumble. In that way, we are stopping what God wants to do in, 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 in through us. You know, we are stopping from where God wants to send us and God wants to reach us. It is nobody else. I keep telling myself and I keep telling people, Nobody can put you in their place till you are not, till you don't put yourself in that place. You need to decide. Stop letting people decide for you. A number of us have people tell us what to do and we listen to that. But how many of us decide and say, okay, Lord, this is what I've done. Tell me what to do, how to do. God does speak to each and every one of us sitting out over here. Let it be the smallest, let it be the oldest. But God is still speaking to each one of us over here, you know. Okay, so I'll give you another example. In our previous church, our first church, when um, we were youth pastors out over there, and there was, again, the first time where my pastor said, close in prayer. Again, close in prayer means take the mic. And they finished it. It was the first time, take the mic. I went up on stage. I started, I finished. Nobody knew when I started. Nobody knew when I finished. Only I knew it. And the cleaner comes up to me, you finished? I said, yeah, I finished. He said, you didn't put the mic on? I said, the mic was on, but nobody heard me. He said, go again and speak loudly. And I was like, God, 
I said, how do I do it, dear Lord? I said, why do you put me in these situations where I cannot do it? I just cannot. And I keep telling God, this is not me. This is not me. But God will push you to yourself because he knows what he has called you for. When that happened, I had a number of people not come and tell me directly, but through other people saying, these were our own friends, some of them. They said, you know, Clinton's there. He can do it all. He's out there. You, she's not capable of doing it. She cannot do it. That was inside of me. Those voices, I let it sink inside of me. And for a very long time, I said, I'm not going to do ministry. I will do whatever I need to do. I will do. But I'm not going to do it. Go up in front. Go up, do that. I did for a very long time. Clinton would push me. He would say, no, you can. You know, don't listen to those lies. And I said, no, I cannot. I'm done. I am done. I had given up on myself. Till again, I had to go before God and say, I am sorry, Lord. I am sorry. It is not about me. It will always be about you. When God puts you into people's life or when he puts something inside of you, it is not to glorify yourself. It is to glorify God. It is for his glory that he's going to use you. We need to remember that we are on this earth to glorify and to, and to proclaim God's name. It's to testify of his goodness over our life. Me standing here today too, from where I started till late, I can stand and I can say, it is not about me. It has never been about me. You know, people who know me well will know me. This is not me. But I know God is using and he's going to do what he needs to do in and through me. I keep telling my children this. I keep telling people this. I was so happy today. I had Pamela pray for me. I had so many people. I had heard, I mean, Henson and Maria say, you know what, you can do this. I had the youth come up and tell me, you can do this. And I have the right people around me. I know that I've got people to encourage me, not discourage me, but people to lift me up and say, I can do it. You know? So these are the things that I look to is for people around me and for God. The mo I have three verses that I want to share with you all. When you all feel you all cannot do it, when you all want to give up, remember these three verses. First one is Joshua 1 verse 5. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. He's never going to let you. The second one is Isaiah 41 verse 10. So do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. The last one is my favorite. Jeremiah 29 verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a good future. This is the Guru verse. I think every one, every one of us over here sitting down needs to memorize this. this. This is very simple but so powerful. God said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He's got good plans for each one of us here. We might not see it. Rather than running away from it, Let's just go through it. Let's believe God and say, we can do it, Lord. Because you are there with me, I am able to do it. So I'm done.